So Emily and I and this other girl, we were climbing up in the chair. The other girl is my girl. We were girlfriend. Yeah, it's Tallulah's girlfriend. We were climbing up in the Chuck E. Cheese Playhouse, and we it was in the little step thing where you have to crawl under it, and you have to go up the little staircase thing. Oh, you want to hear something funny? Okay, so when I was like four years old, I was at a place like Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to let you finish your story. Okay. I just want to say this. And I was like four years old, and I went up into one of those, and at the very top, I pissed everywhere. <laughs> thing had little holes in it so there's piss raining from above (laughs) (laughs) like up there happy as a clam anyway back to your story okay okay, so we were climbing up the little staircase thing and then we go into the little cage area and then when we're ready to get out because Tallulah had taken a a Polaroid picture of us that was the whole oh, I should point. post it on the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you, I'll send it to you and you do that. Um, So we started crawling out, and then all of a sudden we hear this screech coming from... Horrifying all, screech! Coming from <laughs> all ends of the exits. Coming from every... Do you know what it sounds like? Rewatch the movie The Babadook, and when it starts <laughs> doing that crazy metallic screeching. <laughs> so it was coming from each exit, so we were trapped in this claustrophobic tube of death and, and I was horrified screaming horrified. from the exit it was terrifying. and so finally I just start crawling down and then I see this child under this under the slide and she's just screaming I began to cry a little bit <laughs> and they were trying to go down the slide and I was at the bottom trying to wave to them when there was and wasn't a child just sitting at the bottom of the slide about to have like its skull crushed by their big feet <laughs> Was, Thanks, Tallulah. That was a terrifying experience. I'll bet I was terrible. I never want to go back on one of those again. You know, I won't <laughs> be sad if I never go to Chuck E. Cheese again. Yeah. Well, we did it for a birthday party, so it's <laughs> worth it. It was fun, but um, I don't need to relive it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, are we ready? Kat just, like, walked away. Um, I'll introduce what we're doing this week. So we're going to start, normally we have our pretty cool thing where we do two crimes and we usually kind of connect them by loose theme, which I think we're kind of, we're one of the only podcasts doing fun, super cool themed episodes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think that's really cool, but we're going to try to start doing, um, not all our episodes are going to be like this, but some of them are going to be from now on episodes called Cornerstones. Which we've already kind of... I've already done one. I've already yes. done one. So I, we're... I'm um, next week. I don't know. Pre... What's it called? What's it called when you give them a medal after they're dead? Posthumously. We're posthumously making the Jean Bonnet episode a cornerstone episode. Heck yeah! It was Emily's yeah. Jean Bonnet corner. I'm so excited yeah, for my cornerstone. So cornerstones from now on are going to be when we're talking about a crime that either we have a particular interest in, so we're really like super into talking about it. We're going to be, um, or, or it's just like an important crime in general. Like maybe we'll do like the Bundy case or something. Yeah, as we a should do a corner. Yeah. Instead of doing two, two crimes, we're going to devote the entire episode to it. So look forward. Like I, kind of already can guess that some of the crimes we're going to be doing cornerstones on are going to be like um henry Lee lucas obviously that's going to be coming up we're probably going to revisit albert fish as a cornerstone oh, can so I that'll be really fun oh yeah because i'm so excited yeah 
So it's gonna be Cat's Culty Corner next week, and I'm gonna be talking about Jonestown. Oh, you're always talking about Jonestown. I am. I also want to bring up that I will be doing another one and get ready because we're talking about some conspiracy theories and ghost stories. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so what I was uh, so obviously those aren't crimes, but um, they are. Well, Jonestown was. What they are are things that we come across a lot as we go into true crime. Like, a lot. And we're going to really get yeah. into the, like, background story of it, you know? Which is... And I think that... Which is, that's the type that we're doing this week, which will be Tallulah's Necrophilia Corner. Woo! Ah, kill it! Yeah! So, of course, those are also going to be led by one person. Um, yeah. And we're super so excited like to start doing time. them. Yeah, like last time where Emily only talked about Jean Monnet because that's Emily's favorite little thing. And now I'm yeah. going to be talking about necrophilia because that's apparently my favorite thing. I'm not a necrophile. I just wanted to say You're that. Not, but you just, you just like, like kind of researching it, I guess. I do. And I find that a lot of the cases that really interest me involve necrophilia. And I just wanted to kind of like, what's the deal with it? You know? Yeah. What's the deal? That's good. And I think the thing is, what really excites me about the cornerstones is it's they're big cases, so we can we don't have to split it into two episodes. We can really yeah. like deep get really deep into it. Yeah, we don't have to cut corners. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we're we're kind of have a few other episodes in the works that I'm pretty excited about. Um, we've been a little. We've been. We've both. We've all been really busy lately, so we've been kind of on and off with our recording and when we're getting the yeah. episode up. We've just all been so busy. I'm real sorry, but we're excited to be back doing episodes again. We're excited to be doing this new type of episode. This episode seriously has been in the works for a long time. It has. Um, and I think that's going to be one of the better episodes just because we're so excited to do this yeah, topic. It's, it's really like, just say it. Yeah. I'm really excited to get all this information out of my head. Cause it's I like know, it's because- sitting there. Um, I remember it was I think the Hans Osman episode, which was yeah, I was first weeks ago. I'm gonna do this, and that was a full like you four weeks ago. It. So I'm really excited to do this. Um, and we're also talking about some other cases that we're gonna do, maybe not as cornerstones, but like coming up. I was maybe researching the Junko Furuta case a little bit what earlier today. Do that one as a podcast because that's that's one that I don't know. Just I don't know something about the whole case. Just um, yeah, I get you. Me up? Oh, is that the one that? Oh yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, that's the um, high school girl in concrete encased one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That one just makes me very upset very quickly. But yeah, we're maybe. I like how I like as our little like sneak peek to what's ahead. I give you a case that we're probably not gonna do. But, yeah, but um, it's a good case, so if you're interested in two crime, yeah. crime stuff, I would Google it. And hey, maybe we're going to do it. What I'm really maybe. saying is that I want to talk about some cases that make me emotional. I mentioned it to Kat earlier this week, a case I want to touch up on that hits me really hard. So, yeah, hopefully someone in the next few episodes I'm going to cry. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I know you're all excited about that. So, anyway, shall we get into... That would be a it would be. I'm not much of a crier. Same. You are not. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so are you ready for Necrophilia Corner? I am so ready I for Necrophilia am. Corner. I bet you're ready for Necrophilia Corner. So, Necrophilia. Pretty common topic. Pretty common topic. Yeah, something that comes up a lot. I mean, we've come across it um, when we did Ed Kemper and when we did Gary Ridgeway. Ooh. Um, some other guys with necrophilia connections that we're probably going to do at some point would be our old friend Henry Lee Lucas, um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, Dahmer. We've you know, never talked Dahmer. about these people before in an episode ever. Yeah, Ted Bundy, Jerry Brudos, who me and Kat were discussing doing an episode about, because he's an interesting case that we don't talk about very much, but it's fun. You know. Mm. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's just something that comes up a lot. So, let's get into why people actually do it. Sexual so, necrophilia. Huh? Nothing. Okay. Necrophilia, a short history of. So, the term necrophilia was curmed. Curmed. Coined? Term. Coined. I'm not a good worder. It's okay. It's okay. We're I'm not good at the talking, love. which is why I have a podcast. Um, yeah, so the term was coined by a Belgian alienist, which is like an old-fashioned term for a criminalist, yeah. named Joseph Guislan. Yeah. Who knows if I pronounced that right? Not me. Um, there are a few French names I'm going to be getting into, and I'm not going to pronounce any of them right, because yeah, I, I don't look at them. It's okay, Tallulah. No Googling. We mispronounce like men. No, I mean, I take that because I take French. Well. Never mind. Who cares? But that's um, like someone saying a Chinese name on here and me being like, that's not right, but let's move on. No, well, you actually that. lived in China for a long time, so I feel like you're fairly qualified. If, I, if you think that I'm blatantly mispronouncing a name, you can correct me. Okay. Because I don't know how to pronounce things. Okay. Okay. So he, he was a um, criminalist, which they called an alien, alienist back then, and he first used the term necrophile or necrophilia in a lecture on, in um, 1850. So that was a while ago, sure. but not that long of a while ago. No, now, obviously, really. necrophilia, if you take the word apart, the first Latin root instead, a la necromancy, um, necropolis, so on, and philia. Necromancy, in, like... Oh, that I really want to like look into that because I think that's so. Oh yeah, a necromancy episode would be really fun. I don't know if we'll get to necromancy episode. Obviously, philia, which is the universal term for fetish, a la or sexual, whatever, a la pedophilia and paraphilia is the overall term for sexual weird sexual quirks. Which pedophilia and necrophilia probably shouldn't just be described as quirks, but I don't know the better term for that. So, yeah. Perversion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perversion works. Think Albert Fish. Um, Anyway. So, I think I'm going to start with uh, the earliest reported history of necrophilia. So, the first recorded instances of necrophilia date all the way back to ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. Oh, no way. Yeah, which is, like, 
Mesopotamia is the first recorded human civilization of all time, and they yeah, have laws against necrophilia. So this is not a new thing. Yeah. I'm, that's a lot. I would yeah. think it would even um, date back to be somewhat of a religious practice. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, oh, I've probably all the time getting it on with the corpses. Oh, my. Well, yeah, because, like, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, I. It's that. very, it's very interesting. Oh, Have you ever looked into the like Uncanny Valley and how that works? Uh-uh. No. Um, well, mm-hmm. the Uncanny Valley is basically like this. This isn't in my notes. This is like a little off-topic thing that I just kind of thought of. Um, is that how like super realistic animation make is really creepy to people, or like very realistic dolls, oh, and yeah. it's creepy oh, because okay. it's like almost human but not. And one of the theories for why that happens is that why the uncanny valley exists is that you that the human brain doesn't like things that are humanoid but lifeless because it's a like evolutionary quirk to avoid necrophilia really because otherwise the cavemen would see a really pretty corpse and be like oh and then waste all their sperm on it oh that's so that's really that's like, fascinating I mean, yeah. that's probably why this obsession with the doll like image is like. Such yeah, a thing. yeah. Which um, raises some interesting. Uh, I think it just makes those guys who buy like hyper realistic sex dolls that much creepier. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what you yeah. and I think, oh, so you wanted a corpse. You know, you want to. What you want is a real corpse, and those are hard to get, and they go bad quick. So next best thing, but I guess it's better to get a one of those really realistic dolls than like, but like, be all Domery. I think it's what about to the guy to kill who, the guy who like kept his like, like the woman's he was obsessed with like skeleton. Stop! I'm going to talk about him. I'm going to talk about him later. Don't talk about him yet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't okay, realize. okay, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, do you guys think Dahmer would have been, like, not Dahmery if he just had, like, a really, really realistic sex doll? Maybe. We'll never know. Kitty? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he was so far gone. I mean, gone I don't think so. Because he had so many other issues. Yeah. I mean, he definitely exactly. has a lot That's of other issues know. and definitely, like... But, I don't know, just, like, the idea, like, he just... Because so much of it stems from him, like, him making the, trying to make people into zombies. It's, like, what he really wanted was kind of this, like, puppet person. I still still don't think it would compare for him. Oh, no, definitely not. But I just wonder if it would have, I don't know, helped. I don't think so at all. Like, if he had one, maybe it would have alleviated his urge to kill a little bit. But, like, I think it would make it stronger. No, because it would, well, that, that's a whole different argument of, like, that's, like, the whole argument of, like, does um, increased access to pornography increase rape, or does it decrease? Exactly. Yeah, and, like, we just don't really know. There's, it's such a hot topic issue that, like, you can find studies on either side. Yeah, exactly. I know, and I think that's where it's, like, it's the difficult to kind of, like, decide, because you're kind of, like, in this, like, well, it kind of does, but then it doesn't really because of this reason or that reason, and then a lot of people get into arguments about it, and it's a really difficult subject to discuss just because of this kind of 
Oh, yeah, and then, issue. like, you can't just walk into a room and be like, sex dolls and Jeffrey Dahmer, your thoughts? Because <laughs> yeah. that's how you get thrown out of math class. Yeah, but in like, reality, you don't do that. I do that all right. the time. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't know, just, like, an interesting thought experiment. There's, I don't know the answer myself, but, like, I don't know, I feel like it maybe would have helped. It maybe would have. Never I mean, I think. We'll never know just because, you know, he did what he did. Like, we'll never know. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. The annoying well, there's part. no way to ever perhaps find out. But it's experiment. Perhaps it would have postponed it, but I think ultimately he would have still done it. Yeah, but I mean... Yeah, I, th- I agree with having, that. If having hyper-realistic sex dolls readily available through the internet means there's, like, one or two less serial killer victims, then oh, I yeah. say flood the market. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree with you. But Anyway, like, tell us your thoughts, subjects. listeners. Did, could, do sex dolls increase or decrease serial murder? Put us, tweet us your answers to Storytime with CTE. Put your answers in the comments on the Instagram, which is Storytime with Cat and Tallulah. Just let us know. That would be a very Rate interesting us. discussion to have. ITunes. Yeah! Leave us a rate and comment on iTunes and comment what you think. Um, okay, so... Serious but non-serious plug. Yes. So, anyway, yeah, so the first laws... To get way back to where we were, the first laws banning necrophilia are found in law books that date back to around the 16th century century BC. Wow. So, you I know, think a while that's ago. insane. Um, and that's, that's also insane. just when they had the first... When they have the first records of written laws, so I'm sure there were stuff before that. And um, there's actually a law dating back to ancient Egypt that said that beautiful women who are supposed to be embalmed and mummified could not be embalmed for several days to prevent a incident of necrophilia that had happened once where an embalmer got caught. Oh, no way. Yeah. Um, and also looking into ancient necrophilia, which I'm not really going to go into, I found... Um, some scribe wrote this thing saying that a very unpopular um, pharaoh was accusing him of necrophilia, basically. And King Tut? A lot of people say it's not true because, like, he was just unpopular, so people were accusing him of crazy stuff. But it was said that he kept his wife in, in a jar of honey and would pull her out and uh, oh. get it on and then toss her back in. And I oh, also wow. found this euphemism for necrophilia, which I I love it. I I don't know. It's just perfect to me. And it is, um, Periander baked his bread in a cold oven. Mm-hmm. Quote attributed to the scribe oh, wow. Herodotus. Yep. Which I just mangled that name, too. So, yeah. That's a good way to say it. That's yeah. a good accusation to make of other people, too. You know, yeah. if you don't like a coworker, just go up to them and say, "You break your bread in a cold oven." <laughs> I will. Say, I'll do that from now on, Tallulah. And that's how you get fired from Kmart. I'll go up to a math teacher and say, "And then someone else's bread." I can't remember what the saying was. You bake your loaf in someone else's bread, sir. Exactly. And he'll be like, "I'm failing you." <laughs> I get the highest grade in that class. Don't even go there, Tallulah. I'm pretty sure if you accuse the teacher of necrophilia, you're automatically failed. Just school policy. I don't. 
I don't think so. I don't think that's I, mm, I don't agree with All that. All right, thing. well, do it and let us know we'll the find out. Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll find out. So yeah, I'll um, let, I'll tweet it on the Twitter at Storytime CTE. So I'm gonna get into some pretty famous necrophiles in a sec, but real quick, I would like to talk about like the psychology and the reasons for necrophilia, why it happens. So in 1989, they did a study where they took like people who had been convicted of necrophilia actually, and they asked them why they'd done it, why oh, they'd done gosh. it, why they why they had um, why done it. Why? Who done it? Who done it? Who done it? I just imagine Who like a child's like mystery book. You know those like books you read when you were a kid, or at the end it was like, "What is the answer?" And then you like lifted up a flap and it told you mm-hmm. the answer. Uh, I'd love that. But I think the thing is like asking like that's like asking someone. You know where like they just it's a hard question. I mean, I feel like they're up like, at the dinner table. No, but that's not what I'm, like, imagine if someone was, like, who, like, wear, like, wearing the color blue today. It's like, I don't know, I just am. Like, isn't that kind of the way the... Well, we're gonna get into it. I mean, like, it sounds really bad, but I feel like some people are just, like, kind of born with this kind of psychological... Are they? Nature versus Uh, nurture. I mean, we don't know. Well... There are, we know some we things, don't know. so I'm going to get into nature it now. Nature versus nurture, it's the constant argument that everyone is always having. Okay. Yeah, so, and um. I think the thing is, that wasn't appropriate, ignore me. Emily, I'm literally about to talk about what you're talking about, so. So, they said that their reasons for necrophilia, 68% said that it was a desire for a completely submissive partner. 21 percent which it's like that one that's pretty much about what you expect with necrophiles because it really because that's what it's most of the time it's like the psychological thing it's like rape yeah yeah complete control over another person and like humiliating them and it's just the power thing you know that's why and not I, actually I, that's why I hate topics like this so much. This is why these subjects yeah. get to me because it's like and that's also where you see like uh, I'm sorry I'm sorry. And that one is also where you see, like, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer, where he didn't actually want to kill people. He just needed the complete submissiveness. And that's why he was oh, trying yeah. to make and the movie. He would perform lobotomies on his. Yeah. Yeah, people. exactly. Yay! <laughs> yeah! That's, that's I mean, what I just, wanted. I think the thing is, it's gross. And, yeah. Well, yeah, it's gross. Well, I mean, like, you know, I'm trying to, like say but i don't want to like say something that could offend someone so i'm like uh, um, I don't we're already talking about necrophilia we're not gonna offend anyone any more than we already have yeah okay true. anyway yeah so that's why that's like more than half 68 percent. that's a lot that's most and that's yeah that's majority smith, pretty um 21 percent said that it was reunion with romantic partner which I didn't even think of that as a reason before I started going into this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've heard of that earlier. Actually. Yeah, maybe it's because I I'm so interested in the true crime aspect of it, and that's when you mostly see like the serial killers, and they don't really have romantic partners. But like, yeah, God, that's so well, some sad. do. That one's just sad, you know. It's not even like gross. Yeah. It's not even, that's like that's not even gross and performative. It's just like 
There, there's wow. some who will kill other people and like dress them up as their loved one that they lost in order to relive that situation. Yeah. I can't, that was like, well, that one, I was just picturing somebody who, like, misses their wife, I mean, let's be honest here, it's a dude, probably with a woman, so, just like, oh, God, some guy who misses his wife so much that he keeps the corpse is just almost sad, honestly, and I think the thing is, and bad, and it's like, but that's not, like, controlling, that's just mental illness and codependency. Do you guys mind if I relate this to today for a second? Um, sure. You know how you made the comment, like, yeah, it's most likely a male? Uh-huh. I think with the political discrimination today, a lot of people don't realize that a lot of serial killers and necrophiles are actually straight or, like, you know, white. I'm pretty sure most people want to put that out there. I think it'd be interesting to find out why. Why white white Christian why, men? Why most serial killers are white middle white men? I think it all loops back to the patriarchy. I mean, it's just like that's the group of people who are never told no. They that's the group control. of people who are exactly like, told that um, like you get what you want, you take what you want. If you yeah. want, like exactly, white, white men get told from a young age if you want something, you take it. Yeah. That's why, like most rapists, exactly. that's why you have like those like frat boy rapists. It's the same mentality, and if somebody's uh, already kind of, like, fucked up like that, uh, that's when they turn into a serial killer, you know? Yeah. It's is, the nature and nurture, and I think that's a big part of... I think that's a big part of the nurture that I don't think anyone talks about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I think as well, like... And, again, no offense to anyone who is American when I say this. America kind of, like on to like you know with the select country aka muslim ban they're like oh no these are the people who are the main terrorists in the world no yeah it's like you have this frat boy mentality you're like oh yeah and white men are the main terrorists if you look at like the real like definition of terrorism like look at dylan roof and stuff and those people who bomb like abortion clinics that's terrorism but we don't want to call them that you don't call it terrorism you just call it pro-life yeah, because they're exactly. white men, and it's so gross, and I really don't think people talk about how, like, that's another side effect of, like, the patriarchy and how much emphasis is put on the, like, power of white men and stuff. You get serial killers. In America, too, I think America gets more serial killers because of our, like, yeah, go get them. We could be whatever we want to be mentality, which I'm actually yeah. mostly for. I think that's good. Oh, and, yeah. But it gives us a bunch of shows. It's like how in Japan they have the more, like, you know, like, be, like, Japan has, like, one of the lowest crime rates in the world, and they also have this cultural identity of, like, listening to other people and being more, like, attentive to other people's needs. Respectful. Yeah, they have a more respectful. Not saying that Americans are disrespectful. And they have a lot more serial killers. At the same time, they don't do anything for themselves. They're they're focused on uh, assisting to others, or at least some of the time. Yeah, yeah, and I... You can't just argue, you can't just straight up say, like, well, this cultural mentality is better than this one. There are pros and cons to both. But I'm just saying that I think that plays a yeah. big part in why America I mean, that along with, like, we have awful gun control and stuff oh, like yeah. that. But, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Another and big I thing think also plays a part in the yeah. fact that Americans are some of the biggest serial killers is that it's really easy to be alone in America. 
Mm, you know? Yeah, because you can say, like, oh, this yeah, is a fraction of my rights. Be mm. Yeah. And, like, even the straight white men, like, just sexually, straight white men are told have the most, like, take what you want sexuality. I mean, look at the, like, way that, like, a teenage boy is taught to express sexual desires versus a teenage girl, you know? Yeah. And you'll see it. You'll see it, like, boys are going to go out and take it. Yeah, I think the thing is, as well, this irks me a lot more than... I think anything is a lot of people like to pass the buck and they're like, it's this religion. It's not Christian's fault, but I'm just saying right now, the religion that has produced the most hate that I've ever seen has been Christians. And I'm not hating on Christians. I think I've met Christians who are amazing and hilarious and think that, you know, people who are like this are disgusting and don't like are not pro-life or stuff like that i'm just saying that you know if you are the most privileged privileged if you are a straight white christian male yes definitely and um, again no offense to anyone about my comment that's you know no, that's not no even offense. that's not offensive at all i don't if anyone takes offense at that i'd be offended by that because like yeah. that's just a fact yeah it's just a fact. It is, it is a fact. World. Yeah. Great white Christian men. And like, I'd also kind of say atheist men too, because most of the time there's not. Oh yeah. Much, at least not like in cities and stuff. But yeah, mostly yeah, straight agree, Christian yeah. men in particular. They don't have, nothing is against them. There's no built-in yeah. societal barriers. No matter how much they want to say there is, there's not. And, and they're like, that's the problem. That that's me. really bad in a lot of different ways. Like, you can go down the list. This isn't, a, I'm trying to, I just want to say this point and then I'm going to go back to the necrophilia because we've gone a little yeah. off topic, not really political. But, like, but, you know, that leads into, like, that's why we have high rape rates, that's why we have whatever. And mm-hmm. at the very end of that spectrum, at the darkest possible way that that expresses itself, is serial killers. Yep. You know, yeah. that's and why I, I get. Ed Kempers were like, yeah. I had to kill the girls because they wouldn't go out with me. And no, I you don't have that, that fucking authority. Just, whatever, yeah, you know? no one has, like, for, and this is where, and I'm allowed to say this because I'm a white person, and I think that you guys will agree with me as white people yourselves. This is where I get really agitated by white people in general. They're like, oh, you know, like, we're allowed to say anything we want, but then when we get called out on it or when we're told no, it's like, well, you guys are bullying me or I'm being cyberbullied or you're giving me anxiety or I'm triggered by this statement. It's like white people really need to kind of tone it down. I think that literally any other religion and race are allowed to say I'm triggered, I'm offended, but white people, I'm sorry, they're not. Unless it's something like mm-hmm. a homophobic comment or something that's just horribly disgustingly offensive i think that someone saying that white christians are to blame and then saying i'm triggered or i'm offended it's just not okay i'm gonna get back into the necrophilia because yeah. we really yeah. off topic. Sorry to so just let me get through the Sorry percentages and then we'll go back to getting off really off topic so um yeah 21 okay. percent reunion with romantic partner 15 percent said it was just pure attraction to corpses yeah. Those are our guys, I guess. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's about not that many people are attracted to corpses. Um, yeah. 15% said it was a desire for comfort, which is more of that. That's God, that's just depressing. sad. 
being so lonely that you have to dig someone out of the ground. Jesus oh, Christ. It's so bad. That's when you need a hyper-realistic sex doll. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was saying. And 12% said the reason was post-homicide humiliation and control. Which is where you get um, product killers. Yeah. And that's where, that's where most of the people we talk about who are necrophiliacs, that's right where they are. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, there are 10 classifications of serial killers. I'd not ser necrophilia. Necrophilia. Ooh, ten classifications necrophiles. of necrophiles. Yeah, sorry, I don't know. I keep saying the wrong word. No, it's okay. You're yeah. fine. Really good that we're doing this in a purely auditory format. Yeah. You know? It's good how I say the wrong thing and then respond to it by making a facial expression. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> over really well. I think, um, you know, and I, that's why I like podcasts because it's very, like, auditory anyway continue to i'm again going off topic sorry yeah so anyway so there are 10 types of necrophile necrophiliacs like officially mm -hmm. <coughs> and i would argue that some of these people are not necessarily necrophiliacs but we'll get into that as we go okay so type one are role players which are people who work fake necrophilia into sexual play with their partners and I argue that that's not really a necrophilia. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is. Like, either. Uh, mm -hmm. eh, maybe you're on the bridge there. Yeah, I mean, like, unless they actually become necrophiliacs after that, which I'm sure plenty of them do, or not plenty of them, but some of them do. But I just, eh, I think until you actually experimentation like, as well. Yeah, I mean, I think until you actually physically dig a body up out of a grave and have intercourse or coitus or murder with it, it, you know, or, or murder it and have coitus with it, I do not think that, and, like, people can say, like, that's disgusting, that's sick, but, I mean, it's it's different. It's still not, it's still weird, and I'm still, like, that's Yeah, I don't know, that one would say, like, they're just people who like doing taboo stuff and working yeah. it into their sexual stuff, and that's what gets them off, you know? Also, so like, people just people desire like, to have new passion in their sex lives yeah exactly that's what new. i'm saying and like that's kind of one of that's one of those things that it's like the ultimate taboo and people want to work it in you know it's like fake incest porn it's not yeah. real watching fake incest porn isn't real incest yeah but it's still wrong and still creepy and horrible yeah it's, it's, still, not, it's um, not weird and uh, maybe don't do it but like eh it's not the Unless it's actually a lead. I don't know. That's, again, the pornography argument, like we were working into. Like, does pornography actually lead to people doing things in real life? We just don't know. Yeah. Everyone is so one of our individual. Let us know. Please let us know. Yeah, everyone has their own opinion on that. Um, yeah. I just closed out of my notes by accident. Hold on. You're fine. Um, you know, I, I, I'll build off of that. Like, again, like, this is very an opinionated subject as well. I think that a lot of people are going to have their different opinions about it. So just kind of, like, Take it remember that we're not all going to, like, I'm talking to the, the audience here, but just remember that not everyone has the same opinion all the time. And, yeah, you know, this episode is really weird, and we're just, like, all saying our, like, just divisive political opinions rather than like making jokes yeah. 
which isn't what yeah. I expected from Palula's Necrophilia Corner, but you know what? I kind of like it. And I'm just going to take this opportunity to say that mm. I think pornography is mostly harmless. You I, know? I have to. I do too. I think. Except for in teenagers. The fact that it's being exposed to, like, teenage boys at, like, such a young age. Like, people say, uh, like, oh, yeah, I first watched porn when I was, like, 12. Oh, it totally encourages dominance and the patriarchy within especially white teenage boys. It's ridiculous because they end up... No, yeah, because pornography is definitely... Because, you know, like, if you're a sexually active adult and you're watching porn... It's okay. Okay, whatever. Or you're, like, not sexually active at the moment, but you've been sexually active and you know that's not how it really is, but, you know, it's kind of sexy to watch it. Whatever. Go ahead, whatever, do whatever you want. I think it's harmless then. But I just think that it's really bad how, like, so many teenage boys are watching porn, and porn obviously is really gross and unrealistic in the way that it treats women, and none of the things that happen in porn are actually fun oh, for yeah. women. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, Men either. I think the thing is, though, so, like, some... I... Yeah, because I'm just, like, getting jackhammered, and, like, that's not pleasant for any woman yeah, at all. That's not how it. women like to... Ever... But teen, but teen boys watch that and they don't know how to actually treat a woman and they're like, exactly. okay, so I'll do that. And then teenage girls don't have good experiences in bed. And I think that's very, very bad. Yeah. Um, but We're delicate, guys. We're, We're delicate. I think we need to I cut down how easy it is to get. You know, I think we need to cut down the wide availability of porn, but for the most part, it's harmless. I mean, I was talking to you yesterday how I'm going to become a smut peddler. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was Friday, not yesterday. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I, Friday, I yesterday. With that, though, because I, I have met, like, some of my friends who do watch it um, from China. And yeah. they are some of the most demanding people I've ever met. And I think that's not their fault. You know, I think that them partaking in whatever they want to watch is, like, you know... They're, they want to watch it, that's fine for them. Like, I'm not going to tell them no. I'm not going to tell them it's bad. But, like, they get a little entitled about it. They're like, I can get whoever I want. I can screw whoever I want. I can do whatever I want. They don't care. And I'm like, oh, that's probably not how it works. But, okay. Oh, yeah. So I mean, I, I do false expectations. Statement. Anyway, back to necrophilia. <laughs> yeah. So I did so that I didn't have to think I would have to say this many times um, in my life. What you're saying now. Yeah. So type two is romantic necrophiliacs, which this is like the people like, I didn't even think of this as a category, but I mean, it must happen more than I think it does for it to be a category at all. And that is people in mourning who remain attached to their partner's body. Oh God. Which again, that's just sad. I mean, the way I'm picturing it here in real life, it's absolutely awful and, like, abusive situations terminate in this. But I'm just picturing some, like, old couple where the dude is just, like, there's this codependent, you know? Like, those couple, like, I'm just picturing one of those couples, you know, those, like, really old couples where they've been together for, like, 60 years and one of them dies and the other one dies, like, the next week because they just can't, like, survive without the It's just, like... Or like when they're that old, you just can't like that. adapt. You just can't adapt to someone you've been with for that long dying. You know, mm-hmm. it's too big a change, and that's really sad to me. And I, I don't know. That's what I'm picturing. I'm sure in real life it's absolutely horrible and awful. But and I'm romanticizing. I'm romanticizing necrophilia. That is awful. Type three, type three are necrophilic fantasizers, 
which are people who want to but never actually have sex with corpses. Oh, ew! Yeah, ew. Well, which I mean, they're not doing someone, like harm. in their little dark cave. What? I mean, they're not. If they're not doing any harm, then I mean. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I but think that, that kind but of that's like someone like role play necrophile people. Whatever, they're just there. I don't know if they're. Te- I wouldn't. Maybe not technically count them as necrophiliacs, but whatever. If they want to do that. But I think the they're thing like, is, don't mind. It's different from role play because role play, like, you know. They're not really fantasizing about the dead body. They're, like, fantasizing of, like, what... It- they might be fantasizing about the dead body. And if they are, I think that's a li- That's where I think it- it's a little over the bridge. Hey, baby. Do you remember the cannibal cop case? Can you just, like, can you just, like close your eyes for, for a minute and just... Like, just stay still. still. Stay still, Do you need to stop your pulse for a few minutes? Uh, no, oh, I can't. Yeah. I'm, um... Can you, like... Uh, can you, can you can you put an apple under your armpit and <laughs> stop your pulse? Just hey, did you like bro, use up your muscles to emulate rigor mortis? <laughs> can you paint yourself like a really light blue color and just like lay there for me? <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks, Ben. Okay. But like, do you remember the oh, cannibal cop case? Tonight, what? I think do you I remember the cannibal cop case. The I put, I put yeah, an article about bit. it into the group chat. I don't know if either of you read it. Um, that guy who got, he got arrested for plotting to murder his wife, and he says, no, it was just, like, I just have a really weird fetish, and his fetish is murdering and eating women, but he's like, no, I never actually carry through with it, but he was online talking to these other dudes on this fetish website about how they were gonna, like, tie up and kidnap his wife and then eat her. What? But, like... That's yeah, it was like this whole, whole thing. That's cannibalism. It happened in like 2010, but he, like, I found this interview with him, crack.com, just an interview with him that was super interesting. I put it into the group chat. I don't know if either of you read it. I was um, I was going to read it. I didn't I get it. That. All right. Well, um, yeah, it was super interesting. It was like, he's like, no, it was just a, it was just a weird fetish thing. I regret, like, involving real women. That was not cool. Now I know that. But I was never actually going to kill her. Like, if you, he says, like, that if you read back the logs, you'll see that he's talking about, like, bringing women to his mountain lair and, like, cooking them. In- Did he have a mountain no, lair? No, he lived in New York. He lived in a New York apartment building. He's like, oh, yes, I will put her in my human-sized oven. Obviously, he didn't have a human-sized I- oven. He's like, no, it was just, like, my, my weird fantasy thing. But it's like, I- well, now you're bringing real women into it. I don't know. It's just interesting. You know, I think when you bring real people, (laughs) I think when you bring real people into it, it when you're plotting to kill someone, I'm sorry, that's attempted murder. Yeah, but he he wasn't actually plotting to kill her. But it's still. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I kind of agree with you, but like Devil's Advocate, he wasn't actually going to kill her. Was it just fantasy? It was, well, yeah. was he just fantasizing with other guys, or was it legitimate? Yeah. yeah, no, it was just fantasizing with other guys, and it he was done like he was going to murder her. And I think it's totally not cool that he was doing it all without his wife's permission. And I think he's gross, and I think that he deserved to be in jail for at least a while. But it wasn't attempted murder. I think the thing is, though, and I'm this is going to get really dark for a second, but. I mean, we're already talking about necrophilia. Yeah, but this, I mean, this is a real thing. Like, 
this website used to be a place where people could fantasize it, but now it's a website where um, homosexual men talk about giving AIDS to other unsuspecting homosexual men. Oh yeah, I've seen those guys. I like I haven't that it's like that. To me, I, I really know. Yeah, they're like in a dark room, like you know, we make like that. Hey, baby, like. To me, in my mind, that's what they're doing. Like, they're in their dark little lair. <laughs> yeah. They've got their robes out with... No, but they've got their robes out with the hole in the waist so they can easily whip, you know? Like, I... <laughs> you know that robes, they ha- they tie in the front so you don't need to cut a hole in your robe if you want your dick to stick out? No, but I think they, ha- I think they have a... <laughs> They have a hole. Imagine just walking around and like you had a hole for easy access. I, like, I that's what I think that they would have. Well, that's what the zippers okay. in your jeans are for. Yeah, that's what. No, my men's underwear like, have a little flap in the front. So anyway, I, what I'm, I want to say is that I think like fetish stuff and I, kinks are totally fine, and people should ha- can have them and not should have them but like can have them and do whatever they want but it has to be all completely consensual with everyone involved and i mean everyone involved if you are going out anywhere and one of you is wearing a dog collar and the other one has a leash attached to the dog collar and are walking them like a dog and you're out in public and you're like at starbucks ordering coffee Guess what? Your barista did not consent to be part of your kink role play. Now, now, no longer everyone is consensually involved, so you need to stop. Too far. Yeah. But I think the thing is, I, I think that's really tricky as well, because as we all know, necrophilia is a crime. Really? But imagine if before someone died, they wrote a letter saying, hey, buddy, police, I give this man permission i say it's cool to have coitus with me as i'm dead okay i think it's fine then you do yeah yeah i do but like if it's consensual yeah if they say that if they have that like in their will go ahead well yeah if they have it in their will like i think that's okay but i think the thing is like if someone mentions it like offhandedly as a joke in their will, like you, that's where I think you don't really put jokes in your will. In your will, no one puts jokes in their. No one writes a sarcastic <laughs> will. Oh yeah, I give my money to my son Gary, who's my pride <laughs> and joy. <laughs> no, I don't put I, jokes I, in their will. of what you want done for your funeral proceedings. It's a legal document. You can make jokes. I'm not saying that, like, randomly making a joke. And, like, in in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Danny DeVito says that he wants to be, (laughs) and I quote, 
opened up and filled like a cannoli after he dies, referring to necrophilia. And that doesn't mean that he explicitly consents to being necrophiled after he dies, okay? Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, I'm not with you after you're dead and you explicitly write it out legally and you have a consenting person who's open to who really wants to do it to you whatever you're saying go ahead well, okay i'm fine with i it. think <laughs> that if a will is a legal document then which it is, it is. right that his wife gets his second best bed if that's not a joke i don't know what is emily no one jokes in their will I'm no the first person to make a joke in my way. Okay, great, but if you write that you want to be necrophiled, it's not the lawyer's fault if you do. I know, but okay, I'm going to write in my will that all my puns and creative rights are going to go to Tallulah Skilling. Great. That's more like a okay, dedication. That's, gonna be a that's joke. not part of your will. Yes, it is. It's part of my this will. is not a productive okay, conversation to be having. Okay, let's move on. It is. Okay. Anyway, about fetishes. And that okay. is that I knew, I knew a girl who was into fetish stuff, and she used to um, talk about it too much. And it made me oh, is that the one who slapped you in the face? Yes, the one who slapped me in the okay. face. Okay. Um, and she would, like, wear a dog collar around me and talk about having a master. And it made me so uncomfortable. I've never heard of this person. Yes, you have. You have, Catherine. Catherine you knew them. Know about it, you don't you know her, it. Catherine. You just weren't as close with her. I'll tell you her real name after this, okay? All right. Yeah, so I didn't appreciate that, and I don't think people should talk about their kinks. Keep it in the bedroom. Keep it in the bedroom. Well, no. If, if, okay. Oh if my God. someone said, hey, listen, this is what I like. Do you like the same thing? Do you consent to discussion about it? Then I would say no. It's okay. Then they need to drop it. So let's just keep going down the list of the 10 different types of necrophilia. All right. So, yeah. So a tactile necrophile is someone who is aroused by touching a corpse, but they don't actually, there's no, like, penetration or, like, technically okay. sexual involved do you think that um, that counts as necrophilia yeah do you think that people um i can't remember what they're called now the people who do autopsies uh coroners do you do you think that coroners there are a lot of them who are that type the fourth type that just get um, off by oh. touching them i could definitely I see that be i think not coroners but like the the non the non-autopsy people maybe seems more likely to me just people that handle the bodies yeah yeah the people who like prepare bodies for burial yeah morticians maybe i don't know i don't want to offend morticians by saying that they're necrophiles but no, it's but like I if saw. you are a necrophile that's what you'd want to do right i feel like if um, yeah i mean you go oh okay i saw um this case and this guy like made up a body so that they could use it mm-hmm. for photos would you think that counts as well or not nah? uh no because like he literally put makeup on the body and clothes and like made him his no that's what um morticians do 
They put makeup and stuff on the body. Oh, That's okay. just so that it looks nice for a burial. You know, like if they're having an open casket funeral, it's really good for the family of the deceased to see it. Yeah. If they have an erection while doing so, then it's tactile necrophilia. I feel like, uh, you know how for serial killers, the best profession you could probably have is being a truck driver? Yeah. I, I, I think that yeah. this would be the profession that a necrophile would use, if not just because uh, they're a necrophile, but also because they have these tendencies and they don't want to act upon them, so they just get off by looking at them or touching them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely it's what you want to do, but I don't want to say that, like, they're doing it. Um, Advice yeah, like like Catherine Middleton If you are like a necrophile then become that. a mortician Yeah and tact- Also tactile necrophilia Is something that I feel like I've seen a lot As like Step one in um, product Killers mm-hmm. Like I've seen that fair amount Where like yeah. they just Maybe on like their first kill or something they'll do this Like they like touch the corpse and will masturbate But they won't like have sex with it Yeah, And that kind of thing yeah, I agree. I think Gacy did this at one point. Um, isn't that right? Gacy, like, was working as a mortician's assistant for a while, and there was, like, an incident where he, like, crawled into a coffin with a body. Oh, I think so. Oh. If, yeah. If not, I know someone did that. Yeah, I think it was Gacy, and that's, that tactile necrophilia, that's what that sounds like to me. So, um... Yeah. Yeah, so five is fetishistic necrophiles... which is someone who um, will take an object or a body part from a corpse and use that sexually, but they don't actually have sex with the body. And from here on out, I'm trying to, like, kind of connect each of the different types of necrophile to a case that we've talked about or will talk about. And this one... Just so someone... Perfect definition of Ed Gein. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because he he didn't... talking about him, yeah. Yeah, he didn't want to have sex with the actual corpse, but he just wanted to take parts of it. Oh. He wanted the pussy. He what? Yeah. He just wanted the pussies. <laughs> Thank you. Just wanted the nipple. Oh my gosh, thanks, Tallulah. He just wanted to just wear want- the nipple. Just wanted me a little hat. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tallulah. Um, so that's what he's been. He's a fetishistic necrophile. Um, so type six is a word that is hard to pronounce, but also the best name for, like, a death metal band, Necromutilomaniacs. Yeah. Right? Come on. Like, you want, like, I'm a guy. Someone named their band that, and I sent me the shirt because that's so metal. But it's horrible. Yeah. And that is someone who mutilates a corpse while jacking off. Oh, how would you do that uh, at yeah. the same time? Uh, you don't have to you touch yourself. You can do that at the same time. Um, Chikat- Andre Chikatilo is who I thought of when I was trying to connect this to a kind of more realistic, realistic, um, a, a real-life example. Because um, he would do that thing where he would, like, cut out the, cut off the nipples. Who did this? Do you Chikatilo? Know this? Chikatilo, the Russian guy, he yeah. would cut off, like, nipples, and he'd cut out uteruses, and he'd like to chew on them, and that got him off. Mm-hmm. That reminds, so me, that reminds me of um, Jack the Ripper. Didn't Jack the Ripper rip yeah. out uteruses? Yeah, I mean, you have to assume Jack the Ripper was just, like, 
using in his pants the entire time while he was doing the murders, in which case I'd make him a necromutilomaniac. <laughs> oh, hardcore. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's one we see a lot. Um, type 7 is opportunistic necrophiles, oh. which are people who prefer um, prefer the living, but when given a corpse, they make an exception, which I hate. When are you given a yeah. corpse? I don't know. Here's a nice no, well, corpse I mean, for you. Please, let me gift you a corpse for Christmas. <laughs> oh, God, I hey, can't hey, believe... Catherine. What? He got me a corpse for my birthday when he knew I wanted a living person. Oh, guess I better, yeah. you know, make the best of the situation. Were you calling me, Emily? Um, yeah, I was just, I was going to make a joke, but never mind. Okay. I can't really hear the rest of the conversation. My phone's kind of freaking out. All right, well, I'm just going to keep going then. So regular necrophiles yeah, keep going, prefer keep going. the living to the dead. I mean, shit, fuck. Prefer the dead to the living when it comes to sexual stuff. What kind of necrophile is this? Regular necrophiles. Regular. Some of the classic, you know? Yeah. Um, but they, they still have yeah, classical. living people occasionally. Okay. You know? Like, they can step... That's the artisan. They prefer artisan. <laughs> so Don't this, you um, dare talk about artesian. <laughs> this Henry Lee Lucas. Artesian. If we get into our favorite product killers, Henry Lee Lucas would be a regular necrophile. Because yeah. he obviously yeah. preferred the dead bodies. That's what he liked. That's why he killed. But we know he was having sex with a fair amount of living people, including our main man, Otis Ooh. Yes. Yeah. So... Nice Valentine's Day picture to Ludes, by the way. Just credit You're welcome. to the Instagram. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you had a lovely Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you ever had a romantic night. You, you <laughs> did. So who else has a three-day weekend? I want to know. Everyone. And we do. It's President's Day. No, not. Okay, well, I didn't know President's Day was a holiday, so I'm sorry. I just wanted to be nice and ask. All right. Well, you're a foreigner, so... Um, so type nine are homicidal necrophiles and they kill in order to get a corpse. And this is, this is product killers. Yeah. Type nine is product. Okay. Which obviously these are the people we talk about the most. Um, and these are all our favorites. This is Lucas, Kemper, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And type 10 is exclusive necrophiles which are only attracted to the dead. Living people do nothing for them. Okay, so the rest of well, them isn't that are the attracted true definition? to... So the rest of them are attracted to people who are alive also? Yeah, like regular necrophiles. So, like, I feel like the three are opportunistic necrophiles, regular necrophiles, and exclusive necrophiles. So opportunistic, mainly attracted to the living... Think of, like, a Kinsey scale for necrophiles, you know? Okay. So, like, a one yeah. is only attracted to the living. Hopefully, everyone's kind of at a one. Six is only attracted mm. to the dead, and that's where you get um, exclusive ah, necrophile. I see. Okay. And other so people are in the middle. Yeah, I got you. And if you're more than a three, you're a regular necrophile, and if you're less than a three, you're an opportunistic necrophile. I hate that I just used the Kinsey scale for that. 
How dare you? Uh, how dare I? It's like, I, I think it's okay. It's a phobic way. It's just an easy way to put it. Um, yeah. So let's talk specifically about what we talk about on this podcast the most, which are necrophiliac serial killers. So, dun, dun, dun. so a necrophiliac serial killer is usually referred to as a product or a hedonistic killer, depending on which kind, which, you know, yeah. like you're looking at, those two mean the same thing. And they kill in order to get a corpse. There are others, there are killers who have sex with corpses, but they're not product killers. Um, and that's more of a way of, like, humiliation, mm. you know? Like... Bundy, mm-hmm. for example, obviously he was a necrophiliac, but we don't think of him as a product killer because that's not why he killed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with so product basically... No. 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 Um, yeah, and obviously there are some who do it as um, humiliation, but a lot do it for the body, and they tend to kill less brutally. You know, mm, yeah, like, you know, like the Dahmer, where he would just like strangle him and shoot them and try to get it over as quick as possible because all he wanted was the body. Well, not he necessarily. Didn't, like, Wouldn't he lobotomize them, which is extremely painful? Uh, that's the whole difference. Yeah. But for the most part, Dahmer, Dahmer, at least he claims that he hated the actual killing. Mm. So um, I went through a book. I went through the book, The Method of Madness of Monsters and kind of jotted down. Yes, I got Catherine that book for Christmas. It's really good. It's so good. It's a good. really good one. If you're interested in serial psychology and criminalism at all. And I got this quote from Ed Kemper that I think really puts it all right. Puts it. He has a lot of mindset. these subjects. Yeah. Um, and I think this quote from Kemper puts the product killer mindset pretty clearly. And it says, what I needed was to have a particular experience with a person and to possess them in the way I wanted to. I had to evict them from their human bodies. And that's a quote from Ed Kemper. Ugh. That so it's like this, like, you, they need the corpse. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I know. It's super bad. Super gross. So. Yeah. I, I real think, quick. Oh, this subject gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies. It's like, ugh. And that's good. Like very much. You hope it gives you the heebie-jeebies. It'll be pretty bad if you're like, you know what? I'm interested. Let's do it. Let's go. Well, I mean, okay. Okay. Well, we're interested in it. That's why we're talking about it. But we're not like, what's the corpse? Second making fun of me because I expressed an opinion. (laughs) She wasn't making fun of you. You started a podcast with us, and we knew (laughs) you knew we would be mean to you every time you had an opinion. (laughs) I know, yes. I know, I know. So, um, I freaking... I'm SeaWorld did nothing wrong chick on this podcast. Stop. <laughs> um, anyway. So, before... By the I, way, I think that SeaWorld did a lot of things wrong, just to preface. Okay, we um, know. Okay, go to Um, so before we wrap it up, uh, I want to talk about some crimes where they didn't murder people, <laughs> so we're probably not going to talk about it as much on this podcast, but there are some interesting necrophilia cases. I believe I already mentioned before some, like, old, like, from biblical times necrophilia cases with the, like, Pharaoh and stuff, Mm -hmm. keeping his wife in honey. Um, Yeah, those agitate me. 
Yeah, but here are two cases of necrophilia that we're probably not going to get to on the podcast, but I just want to throw them out there real quick. So Carl Tanzler was a radiologist in Glorida. I don't know where that is. Um, in 1931 and he had a patient who was um, I believe she was a singer and he became obsessed with her her name was Elena Milagro I don't know how to pronounce her last name it might be that's okay we forgive you H-O-Y-O-S we forgive you I don't forgive you yeah don't and so he was like obsessed with her absolutely in love with her stalker very stalkerish and she died and he broke into her mausoleum stole her corpse took it home with him and kept it for nine years oh nine years i was talking about earlier or is this a different you tried to bring him up at the beginning and i shut you down because i wanted to talk about him at the end um so he was trying he tried to i found that preserve it he tried to preserve it to keep it fresh by using plaster. And you can see a picture of it when they found her. And it oh, is horrifying. really scary. Yeah, and he would buy her it's clothes awesome. and perfume. And he kept her in the bedroom and he would have sex with her. Gross. It's disgu- It's really bad. Yeah, I he's... Mean, this is like the, one of the more famous her. ones, though. Yeah, he What's is. What's his name again? Um... And I believe it was, like, her sister that found her eventually. Answer my which, question. Oh, my God. That bad. Um, so the other guy I want to mention is a guy named Victor. French last name. Wait, you know I'm, I'm awful with the French. Oh, you French didn't answer my question. Oh, that guy. It might be Artisan. I don't know. A R D I S S O N. Katie, do you know how to pronounce that? What? You didn't answer my question, so I'm upset. What question? The guy you were just talking about. I want to know his name. Oh, Carl Tanzler. Okay. But the new guy I'm talking about, do you know how to pronounce his last name? How do you spell it again? Okay. A R D I S S O N. Um, I, yeah, you pronounced it right. I think it's Ardis, Ardisson. Um, so he was a grave digger, and he would break into the graveyard after funerals and dig up the graves while the dirt was still fresh and take the body home with him. Oh, no. And he may have had sex with over 100 different corpses. Yeah, really? Yeah, I know. He was that crazy. He was... Which makes him the most prolific necrophiliac in the world, if that's true. That we know of, at least. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I would like to see the Guinness Book of World Records. (laughs) Criminology. Just the worst Guinness Book of World Records to, like, have (laughs) on your coffee date. Oh, hell yeah. I would have that on my coffee date so hard. Um, absolutely. So he, when, when they eventually, like, closed in on him and took him down, they found him. He had the corpse of a three-year-old in his house. This is gross. And he was trying to bring her back to life by performing cunnilingus on her. Oh! Oh, Which no. is really gross. Um, oh, no. 
Yeah, because she was okay, three. Okay, that sounds really familiar, but I can't remember it. What is it? Uh, they mentioned we it. We made the last podcast on Yeah, I know. That's where I remember it from. Yeah. Yeah, but remember also, Kitty, we didn't know what it meant. Uh, wait, wait, are we having the cuddling yeah. conversation again? <laughs> I forgot what it means. It's a clinical term. That's the most clinical way I can put it.
If you're clever or yeah. hardworking, we'll, we'll give you a shout out on the show. Send us fan art. Oh my god, I'd die. I would die. Oh That'd be so cool. Yeah. I mean, our Instagram photo is great, so I want to see Thank you. that you guys can come up with. Yeah, it would definitely be a real joy. Um, it, it really is so great to just, just when people DM just like, us. just little things like liking our photos on Instagram. Yeah. It's just yeah, like, okay, we're not just shout. we're not necessarily just shouting into the void, yeah, you know? Yeah, It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It really does DM make us our day. If you have about. fan art. Um, DM us, that'd be cool. Just so we can yeah. see it respond. Yeah, DM us. I run the Instagram so that you'd be talking to me, Tallulah. And, and if you um, talk on iTunes, you'd be talking to me. And if you if talk on, on Twitter, Twitter you'd be talking talk to Emily. Me. So pick whoever is well, your favorite. I apologize favorite. for in advance. So pick whoever is your favorite and send us a message because none of us have social lives, so we'll probably respond to you. Yeah. Yeah. Within yeah. five minutes. Um... Bye. So yeah. Oh, oh, not bye. Um, I hope you liked our necrophilia episode, I'm and next week we'll be next doing another. Is my favorite. Yep, next week we'll be doing what? another cornerstone episode like this with Kitty. We're kind of doing it every other week now, just because life has gotten hectic. But we try. Yeah, to- it's our like last two terms of this year. We need to kind of buckle down. Yeah, we've just, we've just been busy, and we've had some technical stuff, and, you know. Once we get, we're, back, we're on track, once we get yeah. back on track as far as having more free time than we already do, then I think we'll be able to update it more often. But as of right now, yeah. we're just so yeah. crazy. We're doing the best that we can. Like, it's not like we're, like, getting money off of this, so. None whatsoever. Yeah. It, it does sometimes have to take, a, like, a little backseat to some other stuff. No. That we have. So, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Come back. Keep listening. Love you. Show your information any way you like. And, uh... Woo! Uh, let us know if there's anything in particular you want us to talk about. Oh, yeah. If you have any episode recommendations. Oh, yeah. Requests. Especially now they're doing cornerstones. If there's anything else you'd like us to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure yeah, along. Sure along. We will get back to you because we don't have anything else going on, so... So look forward uh, to next week when I cover uh, Jim Jones in the People's Temple. Yeah! Yay! All right. Bye-bye, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.